All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today and letting us into your head. I hope we don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 225 of the KISS FAQ Podcast. I am your host, Julian Gill, admin on the KISS FAQ message board. And today, we are joined by bag boy, Alex. Hello. Marcus Almighty, Mark. Greetings, everyone. And the voice of reason, 69th Blizzard, Ken. Hello, Ken and Mark score points for wearing KISS FAQ t-shirts. And just to prove yeah, yeah. that I'm I'm one of them, I'm wearing a Mark T-shirt, Project Gemini. So, Mark, what's going on in Project Good Gemini trade. word? Well, uh, first I have to mention uh, thank you, Mr. Alex Bagboy, for a very fantastic background that you have there. Um, yeah. I, as you can tell, Alex is a keen listener of my music, and uh, I appreciate that very much. Uh, and there's, yes, the voice of reason and Mr. Julian as well. Thank you very much for your support throughout the years of my releases. Um, I just want to also mention that right now I'm doing a vinyl release of the record that Ken held up there, the uh, Man of Science, Man of Dreams. And you can also kind of see it behind Alex there as well. Um, that one's coming out on vinyl. Um, it'll be a green vinyl, 180 gram. So um, if anybody's interested, you can always just go to www.projectgemini.com. And on there as well, you have my link to the Bandcamp site where you can also order those things as well for your ease and convenience. So if anybody's interested in checking out the music, that's your route to it. Yeah. And if you haven't checked out Mark's music, it's really cool stuff. You know, give an independent artist an opportunity, go check out some of their music. And I must say, I've loved the vinyl releases you've done to date of an ordinary day and a brand new day. Uh, they've been absolutely exquisite. Love them. Uh, also proud to own test pressings of them. So I've, I've got a full collection of your releases. I, I feel like a fanboy. You know, it's like <laughs> you suddenly found this new band and you're buying every format. When are the cassettes coming out, Mark? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, eventually, I'd like to do at least one. Just uh, say I did one, but who knows when that'll be. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, especially some of maybe your demos or you know the stuff yeah. that you haven't released yet because you did do a Christmas EP, didn't you? Which was yeah. uh, very cool. And then the the other tracks that you hadn't released on the actual album also mm-hmm. came out. So very cool stuff. Okay, um, what's going on in Kiss World? This episode is just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, various topics. Um, Ace is on the road. He hit was it Seattle last night or somewhere? Uh, somewhere over there, uh, the first night of a four-day mini tour that he's doing. He's uh, somewhere tonight. I've no, I, I don't even know what the schedule is. I'm just not paying attention. But he is at Jackson Rancheria in Jackson, uh, California tomorrow night. That's Friday. I will be there. I've got a limited number of T-shirts with me. If you want a Kiss FAQ 2019 T-shirt, come and see me. I don't do girly sizes. I'm sorry. These are made for fat middle-aged men. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's just the way it is sorry guys you know yeah, take it in yeah i do i do my size and then minus three from that size and that's as far as we go and it doesn't get down to medium so it is what it is um of special note though i will have seven copies of the on tour 2019 edition for 25 bucks i've only got seven of them that's all that exists so if you want one at a discount 
say hi, PM me on Facebook, and I will happily give you one of them for 25 bucks cold hard cash. Uh, other than that, we'll be looking forward to a show. I looked at the set list from today. <sighs> Too much Kiss shit still in Ace's set, but he did have Rocking with the Boys. Snowblind was in there, but they didn't do it. Um, what was mm-hmm. the What was the other it one? Is, oh yeah, save, save your love. Save your love with a teleprompter. So there, there is hope. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to. I, you know, obviously the last few times I've seen them was on a boat, which up and down. Last time was actually during a storm. Um, you know, to see the Gene Simmons boys. Uh, really backing Ace, because obviously I wasn't there in New York for that show. So I'm looking forward to it, uh, regardless of whether there's what I call too much Kiss stuff in there instead of Rock Soldiers or Duya or the stuff that I'd really rather hear Ace do. It's still a fun night out. So if you haven't got tickets, go see him. Uh, next week, Kiss is on tour. So let's start there, because there have been some spoilers about the stage share today. And I'm not going to tell you what they are. There's a thread on the FAQ where you can go and ask the person who's been peeking through the cracks in the wall at the staging that's going on, not at the venue where the first show will be played because they're rehearsing elsewhere first, and then they're going to do load out, load in. Um, All of that shit needs to be worked out as well for the road. Um, but the final staging's kind of going there. I've read the message that I reser- um, received from the mole. And, um, <laughs> you know, let's just, just go around on your thoughts of what I told you about the stage. Again, you can go on the FAQ and PM this person if you want to know what he told me. And I, I just don't want to ruin anything for anyone who's going on. The last thing we heard was what Eric Singer said about the stage. And it made it sound a little bit interesting without giving away anything useful whatsoever. Good job, Eric. Um, so, Mark, from what I told you earlier, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, from what I heard from what you told me, um, I, I find it interesting, mainly because from what, you know, you told me, it's going to be one of those situations again where you're going to be having a 50-50 split of the fans again. Some people are probably going to love it, and other people are not going to love it because of certain reasons, obviously, right? Um, if we do we want to divulge what that reason is, I think we should let people find out themselves. But anyways, you know, there's it's one of those things again where fans were complaining about one aspect of their stage show, you know, and saying, oh, it's all this, always this and that. And now if they change stuff, will they be happy? Will people be satisfied? Who knows? That's one thing I'm kind of curious to see because from what I've heard, I think it might be a nice change, you know. To, to what they kind of did. I mean, there there is an element of redundancy in their stages all the time, but, you know, let's see what it's like first, you know, before we pass complete judgment on it. Okay, so as I mentioned to you when we were talking a little bit earlier about the uh, what is allegedly, let's make that also clear, that uh, we've not seen this for ourselves, I've been seen about the new stage, is video screens still play a very large part of it, which I find to be a complete bummer. Because I am sick to death of video screens, especially Kisses, which have used the same accents over and over and over for the last, pretty much the last 10 years. So if I see those little stupid war machine robots, I'm going to be buying a set of eggs for the next show. Ken, what were your thoughts on, you know, kind of what we mentioned? Well, uh, I see Mark's point about, yeah, there's going to be some people that are. Yeah, I don't like that. They're still using this or that. Um, 
but there are some new things it sounds like that are going to be pretty cool um, to have and again we don't know what else is going to be there that this person whoever it is uh, you know there's maybe things they he hasn't seen um, that's our that's part of the show too so uh, as far as the video screens I'm okay with the video screens because if I'm back ways you know I'm good with having some some of those accents going on. I mean, yeah, when you're right up front, which I won't be at the Sacramento show, but at the Oakland show, you know, it makes a difference. Um, but when I'm if I'm back early, I'm okay with it. Uh, if you can see some close-up shots of the band live as they play. Um, as for the the video accents, like the War Machine thing, um, yeah, I think they should re-record or not re-record, but have something else um all new all new videos back there if they're going to do any of that just all new designed filmed whatever it is um and and do it properly and maybe do a lot of stuff regarding the history of the band behind them um and that kind of thing and do it very you know cool um but you know i I think i'm going to enjoy it whatever it is i'm sure i am yeah, I mean, the only official look we've had at the stage so far is a basically a reflective selfie that Keith and Fran took and paste, um, posted on right. Facebook, which basically <laughs> just shows Eric drums, but you can see part of the, the K and the logo behind them exactly. on, the, on, the, on the screen. Um, so that in, its, in itself, from the visual point of view as actual evidence, doesn't give you anywhere to actually think about where this stage is. And of course, regardless of what the stage looks like, the show is a completely different kettle of fish as well in terms yeah. of lighting. Lighting's everything. Lighting's, to me, more important than pyro. But yeah. also the pyro, um, and, and yeah. those are kind of the exclamation points in songs, just like Gary Corbett or Derek were with their keyboards uh, during those tours. So, Alex, give us your take on the stage. Um, you know, <clears throat> I want to see a KISS logo for sure, you know, even if it's near the end. Um, I'm going to be sitting in the lawn seats for the, the Utah, Salt Lake City, Utah show, um, which, you know, I got my wife to agree to go. So lawn seats are cool with me, you know, won't blow her ears at too much and stuff. And so the, there's, there's the positive aspects of the screen. Um, again, there's certain accents though that, that, you know, need to be retired, you know, make a new show. And this is, I, you know, I don't know, maybe I, a little bit of this creative side. Always sit in and think like, man, there's like stuff they could totally do, you know. Like if they are doing a song from like Creatures of the Night, you know, why not have the back cover of the original Creatures album as like the backdrop on the screen or something, with mm-hmm. the, the thunder and the lightning. Um, I always thought when Kiss does Tears of Falling, you know, and because look, part of Kiss's show is choreographed and stuff. But yeah, have the scene with Paul doing the little windshield wipers on the screen, but have Tommy go to a certain spot on the stage. And have some blue lighting shine with some silver confetti coming down. So it looks like Rain as he's doing the guitar solo. Kind of like Bruce Kulick when he did the solo in the Tears of Falling video. You know, there's a lot of stuff that they can incorporate. Again, you know, I, I don't know fully what the, the Kiss show is going to be for That's this tour. But, but, you know, there's those things that, you know, I hope they can do to make different. And, you know, I've heard a little, you know, a little bit of what the stage show might look like. And, you know. 
we only know a little bit. You know, it's almost kind of getting told like, okay, they're going to have chocolate chip cookies, but I don't know how it's going to taste just yet. So I don't want to, you know, say it's a it's a bad cookie until I've had it. But you know, I, I'm hoping that's going to wow me though. I've been Impressive. watching too much of the Great British Bake Off too. So <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with you know, chocolate chip cookies. They can smell good and taste like shit. Ken. Yeah, you know, on your uh, confetti, I like that idea, actually, yeah, if so they can I. simulate that rain thing. But I think if they actually did use some kind of silver confetti, you're going to have Paul Stanley or someone slip on it and break his <laughs> neck on stage, which would be a first, actually. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, if, if they could do something like that, like the rain thing, even, you know, if tears are falling, if they can spray a mist over the crowd, you know, it's like, what the, the heck what is about, that, you know? Um, you know, fireworks. Something. Fireworks. Oh yeah, yeah, the fire. Exactly. A waterfall. Waterfall. Can you, you've seen that picture. It became the. Yeah. Um, I think they uh, they used it uh, on the the Kiss Online um, uh, magazine. Paul, you know, with his guitar yeah. holding yes. it high. Right. Can you imagine yeah. him with that pose in front of like a firework waterfall, doing tears are falling? I mean, that That'd would be awesome. That would actually yeah. be yeah. Apart from the fact I love that song. There, yeah. there you go. So, so, so there's ideas. There's there's things they can do. Yeah, you just kind of go like kiss, you know, reach out a little bit. Almost want to go like, you know, I mean, it sucks the end of the road tour, but send out surveys, you know, like, hey, yeah, anybody have any ideas? You know, we're just too late. We'll take a CD kiss show. It's too too late late now. Too too late. They're there. It's done. It's all programmed. They're just working through the bugs. One would think at at this stage, it's it's already been designed. They would have known in December. I I think that was when Eric first posted that he'd seen the stage for the first time, and. You know, he was, you know, obviously he's not going to say anything that doesn't go with the party line like, oh, man, this sucks. But the best we've ever had. Yeah. You know, with Kiss, it's always about everything they do is the best they've ever done, the best they've ever had. It's always hyped. It's always overhyped. It's Kiss. That's probably what we love about them, that they never say, well, this is mediocre or, you know, (laughs) we can't afford better than this. Yeah, this is what it is. It's just going to have to do. No, this is Kiss, and it's the best ever. No one, It's bigger than anyone else has ever managed. All right, so we don't well, know. Well, I mean, but the thing is, I think that to answer your thing, Alex, about why didn't they do surveys, I mean, we know how Paul and Gene are. They think all their ideas are the best ideas, and what do we know compared to them? They know Kiss, you know. So even though you had a great idea with that, I mean, you know, whether they would actually acknowledge the great idea and use it, you know, it's all about their perception that people have of them and they want people to have of them, you know. It's also about cost. You know, come on. Yeah, we're, true. We're, we're fans. We don't care about the bottom line of what it takes to take a show on the road, the amount of staff per, you know, square foot of stage it actually takes to put, rig the show, load it in, load it out, uh, make it work, make it infallible. Because if you remember that spider that they brought on tour a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, it was an attempt to be very creative and different with a, a lighting truss that they could be lowered on that looked like a spider, which I, I thought was a great idea. But the damn thing didn't work a lot of the time, and they ended up basically flipping it on its back and just using it as a glorified riser. So, you, you know, there there have been times that they've thought outside the box that it just hasn't worked. Kiss fans, I, I don't think we're ever happy. No matter how great they are, someone's always going to be there in the corner saying, well, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. So, therefore, why should they send out surveys? Because at the end of the day, they're never going to make KISS fans happy, or all of them, or a majority, or maybe they're just tired of us. I mean, come on, 45 years of KISS fans? 
Jeez. If you just think about what the internet era has been like. Yikes. So, all right. Let's move on from the stage. Is that so theoretical still, even with those little explanations that we've had today? I'm, I'm actually interested now. I, I want to see someone get a photo of it. I don't care if there's lighting. Well, the lights being on would be useful in order to see the stage, but I don't need to see the lighting show. I don't need to see anything else. I just like to see what the stage looks like in terms of the drum presence and whether what what there are in terms of elevation devices for Tommy and I guess for Gene, who generally use the wings more than Paul. So time will tell. T minus seven days as of this recording. All right. Um, Gene Simmons vault. God, I also feel like we should have some really mournful, dirgy music. Um, all of the meet and greets that had been announced on two episodes ago on this show and other podcasts have now been canceled, which, um, I, I'm, you know, when I saw that, I feel bad, you know, cause I want to see it be successful. I feel it was poorly executed and, and it's not that he gets, Valcro, Keith Valcro, because he's been a great guest. He mentioned kind of the last minute that it was kind of presented to do this way. And I think it just was presented last minute and it didn't have traction for these first 11 shows. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't even want to kind of even kind of guess as to what happened, though I do think Keith did leave a few messages in the podcast, which you can go back and listen to. A lot of people ignored it being the third vault episode we've done on the FAQ, um, that the vault was going to be a guest at a kiss concert, which raises all sorts of questions, not in the very least about liability insurance, um, but in terms of how it interacts with getting the guests to and from where the vault takes place at a KISS concert and it being after a KISS concert. And I think I did ask, is Gene going to be too tired to do this? I mean, again, the guy is a workaholic, perhaps, but he's still nearly 70 years old. So it, what it also is the return on investment for Gene shifting $2,000 vaults and taking photographs and makeup? Um, was it too close to Kiss for other members of the band to actually like not being a part of Kiss, which maybe the instruments are? Again, we don't know the business relationships between any of these things that the members of the band are selling as part of their personal meet and greets on the tour. So there's also the makeup photo. So, you know, there, there are so many factors that could come into it. G may just have decided, I don't want to do this. It's too much work. Uh, I don't know. It just seems to be an inglorious end to what I still think is an awesome product. And again, I'm very biased by having one, having been part of it, um, you know, and, and going to experiences. Obviously, I, I am biased. I would love to see more people get to enjoy it. I'd love to know what's happening to the red T-shirts that have been. Uh, were, they, were they ordered? You know, can I can I get a few? You know. <laughs> Okay, I've, got, I've got two of the gray ones. I want a red one now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a red one, you know. I, and if the secret compartment's now the memory space, well, you know, a red one would go nicely in my memory space. <laughs> so it, it, it's very sad. You know, let's just do some quick thoughts on an, an inglorious end to a monster vault. Ken, as a fellow vault owner, you know, mm -hmm. what was your kind of take on it? 
Yeah, it's, you know, I thought of a few things. One was, like I said, maybe Paul Stanley said, you know, nixed it on him. Or, like you said, that Gene, it's, it's just, there's just too many things going on, um, you know, around the Kiss show. Um, and there's really not enough time and where he could dedicate it to the, the fan who bought one. The other op, the other thing is maybe there's no one's buying them. Um, I, were, that's the other. They were being bought. That I know. Oh, they were being. I, I know okay. for a fact. All right, all right, good. Well, that's good then. So that throws that that one out. So yeah, it's it's just probably the timing. Um, and either mixed being mixed with a kiss show, it shouldn't be mixed with a kiss show, and that sort of thing. So ah, you know, it's 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 unfortunate for those people that want to get the vault and go there, um, and stuff. You know, with the you know picture of makeup with Gene kind of thing and uh, that'd be cool but uh, I I don't know we probably will never know what the reason is yeah Mark these are the sorts of things you're going to have to be concerned with when we do the Mark Anthony K vault um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're going to have these problems in your life too what's your t- what's your take on it obviously you're a little bit less biased than Ken and myself maybe um, as you you didn't do an experience Um. well okay I agree with quite a few things that you guys said. I think for me personally, without not with knowing nothing at all about the behind the scenes with this, I would guess that maybe a lot of it would have to do with too many variables. I mean, like you said, what, you know, all those things that could happen good or bad in regarding this with a con- with a concert experience, you know, maybe they just got a cold feet because of that, you know, and uh, for me personally, if I was Gene Simmons, what I would have did instead of, offering a meet and greet and all these other things and experience there after the concert is just offer the vault to people who can show like, you know, a, a ticket that they go into the concert and give them a really nice discounted price for the vault and have it just shipped to their house. Don't have anything involved there, but just reward the ticket buying kiss fan who's going to the concert, but maybe a deeper discount on the vault, you know, that they can have it sent to their home and stuff like that. Because people are also, I read that here and there where people are saying, you know, even though they said they're not going to actually physically be in the vault there. But I mean, you know, people, you know, have all these thoughts enter their mind, like, you know, like, Oh, I have to drag this book around now with me. Or, you know, <laughs> then some, some people met mentioned on here that, you know, uh, for us Canadians, you know, a $2,000 vault is also 3000 Canadian, if not more. So no, not for me. You know what I mean? So maybe those were issues too, that were, you know, they started hearing rumblings about maybe the Canadian people, we're complaining about who knows. I mean, I don't know at all. I mean, just this is purely just me guessing, right? But I think that there are lots of little variables that were involved with this whole thing that maybe they just thought it's going to be too much of a headache and just decided to just cancel it altogether. But I, I honestly think he should have just, you know, made a deal where they said if you just show me proof of purchase of a kiss ticket for a concert, you know, you'll get an extra whatever twenty five percent off of the price of it, you know, and get get some sort of di- deeper discount for being a KISS fan and get the thing sent to you. This way, nobody has to worry about lugging anything. Nobody has to worry about anything that's happening at the concert because most people, when they go to a concert, they want to find their seat, you know, get their thing at the merch table and sit down and chill out and get ready for the show. They don't want to be walking here and then here and then all of a sudden they hear the band or whatever. You know, I know it's after the show, but I'm just saying just there's all kinds of little variables that maybe people are worried about, like getting out of the parking lot after the show is done. Maybe they don't want to hang around for an hour after the show. They want to get the hell home. You know, who knows, right? It could be a work night for some of the people. Who knows, right? 
Yeah, and let me make absolutely clear, we have no background knowledge yeah. about the machinations of what went on in the decision-making as to why the vaults were cancelled. We have no look into that whatsoever. I don't even want to know. Um, it, it's just, it, it is what it is, you know. You know, put the con in concert. Um, Alex, any yeah. thoughts on the vault and its end? I still say, also, put it up on iTunes. Put the whole damn thing up there, digital. 250 bucks, you got to buy the whole fucking thing apart from Are You Ready, which you can buy individually. Just be done with it. Have it out there for everyone. Uh, I, as a buyer, I never expected it to never see another form of release. Be done with it. Have, let the people have the music, but make them pay. No, I, I agree. Have a, have a way to, to buy it. Um, You know, I'm bummed that for those people who ordered the vault for these, uh, you know, meeting greets were done. I just think, you know, that maybe the packaging could have been a bit better. I mean, yeah, it's cool. You get the t-shirt and, and everything, but you know, I mean, I don't know, like I like what Mark said, you know, being able to buy, you know, like, <clears throat> I don't know, Jane signed a book, make a special lithograph eight by 10 photo and sign that too. So you get two autographs and, you know, some of those great fans have done those cool Gene Simmons vault guitar picks for the various experiences, you know, like a couple guitar, you know, a guitar pick set or whatnot just for the vault and call it a day. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, you know, discount, you know, sell it. I mean, you know, I know uh, they've sold quite a bit and they're looking at selling the remainder. You know, there was only 5,000 made, you know, do whatever you can to make, make your buck off of it. I mean... <laughs> I can only imagine that, you know, they're, they're making profit off each vault. I mean, you know, I don't know for some of the events, though, you know, how that related in cost. But, you know, I, you know I'm you know, i sure that, you know, Jim, who buys his for the 1500 bucks off the vault website, you know, I'm sure they're not eating out of pocket in that, in that sense, you know. So I hope they sell them on. Like I said, put them on, put it online, digital, put the book on there, digital. Yeah, I don't know how much I don't know how much they made in L.A. I did drink an awful lot of beer, <laughs> <laughs> even though I I didn't get any of the snacks. So um, w one of the interesting yeah. things on the vault is uh, one of our friends from uh, Brazil did send us a picture of the contents of his vault, and what I did find hilarious is they spelled Sao Paulo wrong, S A U P A L O. But uh, <laughs> whatever, it didn't take place. It got canceled. But uh, you know, nice try. I wouldn't actually mind getting one of those laminates just because it is misspelt. But you know, uh, I know all about typos, don't I? All right. So uh, one last thing on the um, what is it? The end of the road tour is. We are one week away from the show. I have a very, very casual, unofficial meet and greet, just somewhere to meet up and have a beer or a drink, whatever. You, you don't have to have a beer if you don't want. Uh, we can always do whiskey. Uh, uh, Moxie's, which is across from BC Place in the Sandman Hotel. Where I'm actually staying there um, from 3 p.m. on the day of the Vancouver show. If you show up there, say hi. I'll give you one of the buttons which I've had cool. made for all four of the shows that I'm going to. Uh, I'll be chucking these around all over the place in restrooms, at the venue, near bars, um, just anywhere, because I, I have a hundred of them to get rid of. So I don't want to fucking take them <laughs> back. They'll probably be on the floor of the parking lot afterwards. So. Are, you, are you front row for this show or one of the other shows? Where am I? I am fourth row for this first show. Three. 
Maybe right, chuck cool. maybe chuck a couple up on stage too. <laughs> yeah, get thrown get thrown out. Get up. Hey, he hit me with a pick, so I hit him with a pin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I would not throw them up on stage. That's not appropriate, Alex. Um, all right, let's move on. So Moxie's at the Sandman. That's 180 West Georgia Street, and I hope that's the right fucking one. But there you go. All right. Other anyone, you know, let's go to one of you guys. Who's got a topic uh, that you wanted to discuss, Alex? Go ahead. I, uh, you know, I think nothing's been fully discussed, but that David Garibaldi, uh, it's kind of oh, been reported yeah. for some of the opening act with uh, somebody doing art. I just, you know, I don't know what to make of having a person doing art to music as an opening act for a rock and roll show. <laughs> Yeah, what else can anyone say? I don't know what to make of that, apart from I hope it's an error, because otherwise it's an insult. It's a god-awful insult. It's a joke. Uh, it's got to be an error. I don't see speed art on stage before a KISS show being it, because otherwise we're in the Spinal Tap area of where's the fucking puppet show. <laughs> Sorry, I had to laugh. Whenever I think puppet show, I can't help think of the spinal tap. But um, uh, it is a kind of odd opening act, that's for sure. I mean, it, it's almost like when you heard the. Did you hear guys hear about that sticks tour that they have the uh, that table guy dude, the comedian opening for them? Well, Larry, Larry, like, Larry the cable guy. Yeah. There was a oh, huge uproar about that. People are saying, why the hell do they have him? He's like not even relevant anymore. This guy, they have him opening a concert for Sticks. Like there was a huge brouhaha. I think Potter and Hell was talking about that on one of their episodes. Uh, they were really upset because I know those guys are huge Sticks fans and so am I. And I know that maybe they had plans to go to it and realize that they might have to suffer through Larry the Cable Guy. But uh, I think somebody made a good point that that's why they have, you know, parking lot barbecues, you know, for situations like that, right? They can skip it and miss it altogether. But, I mean, this is really strange. I mean, I only just kind of heard about this now, that this guy could be potentially an opening act for what they say is an opening act for the first leg of the tour or parts of it. I mean, that could be not that. I don't think that can go over very well. And think about a hostile kiss audience i mean i I've, I've experienced a hostile audience once at a rush show and it wasn't good like that it was like paper airplanes first flying onto the stage and then all of a sudden people started lighting these paper airplanes and then the fan the band just got the hell out of there because it was just like these flaming paper airplanes coming on the stage and they were like thank you good night and three songs they were done right i remember what band that was that was tom cochran and red rider that were opening when that happened oh, red rider <laughs> yeah wow. and they were a pretty big band but you know you know diehard yeah, fans are they want to see the main band and they won't they don't want to hear anything else so uh, an artist like this man i i don't i don't know like and it says he, he opened for snoop dog i can't imagine that went well either but you know uh why why would you do that i mean i i know that the what's his name that a comedian uh the gas guy who does Gene's impersonation, Craig, Craig Gas. Gass. Yeah, yeah. He he apparently opened for Metallica and stuff like that, and apparently he went over pretty good. But I'm guessing he's more relevant with right now, and and would maybe go over good with a Kiss audience because they know about him and understand mm. his kind of humor. But an artist, I mean, what are they thinking? You know, and that's the other thing that it brings up too is there's still be no real chatter about an actual opening act. Is there one, or what's going on? Like. I don't know. Surprise, surprise. I mean, I'm going to 
profess ignorance that I have no idea what this chap's performance art actually entails. I have not gone, I have not gone on YouTube to check out what it actually means. And you know what? I don't fucking care either because if it's not a band with something that I know about or even a band that I am halfway interested if it was a band, I'd go out and listen. Performance artist, I, I just think Bob Ross. Now we're going to paint some happy trees here. <laughs> hey, look, Bob Ross is more enjoyable, though. Yeah, but not before a Kiss concert with napalm and flash spots and grease paints. You don't have any happy trees at a Kiss concert. So that's pretty nice. No, but, but I agree. I, I really think there needs, you know, you need to get a band. I need to get some relevance with the band, too. I think Van Halen had done the tour with Cool and the Gang. And, you know, like, it doesn't make sense. And um, <clears throat> when I saw Kiss on the Alive 35, Sonic Boom, you know, they had Buck Cherry, which wasn't terrible. But, you know, why not have somebody closely relevant? Um, yeah, Jalen, you hooked me up with that great Best of CD. But, you know, why not get a band like Angel to to do do an opening show, a uh, set list? Or, you know, get somebody that's relevant, you know, the 80s band Y&T or something to come out and do, do it, you know. L.A. Guns. Slot. Come on, LA one, Guns. one of the versions of L.A. Guns must be available. There's three to pick from. I mean, come <laughs> on, come on. You know, it, it's got to be music. Yeah. I, I like Buck Cherry. I actually like Saliva. I didn't know who they were before I went into that show either, and I thoroughly enjoy them. I knew Buck Cherry. I knew a few of their songs, but I'd never seen a show, and I actually dug their set. Thought they were very entertaining. Um, I, I, again. Is this guy going to be like doing chainsaws and Wendy Williams kind of art? I I, I don't know. It, it just seems it to, hasn't... it's got to be an error. It's Something's got to be twisted yeah. in the Ticketmaster system, and people have just picked up on it. It cannot be serious. Ken? Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's serious, but uh, I mean, it hasn't been confirmed in, in any other way. Um, not even from the, the painter himself. Um, so, as which is that would be make more sense that it would be on his website or something like that. He'd be promoting the heck out of it. Yeah, uh, and and he is saying this. that a big announcement is coming about his tour. Yeah, when though? Did he say when he's saying that announcement? I mean, he better announce it pretty soon. I thought it was supposed to be like yesterday. <laughs> I mean, and especially if there's people he does have fans and they want to see him in that location. They're not giving giving his fans a chance to even buy tickets to go to that show, so it doesn't make any. Sense. Um, maybe there'll be no act. I don't know. Maybe the other thing I thought of. Maybe there'll be they're allowing some local acts, you know, local bands that are in that area, uh, rock band, startup, whatever, to play, you know, a half an hour or something like that. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, maybe just no, no opening. But, I mean, yeah. they'll get done early. But you know what, though? I mean, the only problem with a local opening act, and believe me, when I was involved in a lot of my band, that was one of those things that we were always kind of like taking our rosary out and praying that we would be one of these bands that would be asked to do something like that. But the problem with these kind of things, though, is that usually a local band gets added very late to it. And the only time you'll probably even hear about it is maybe in your car on the way to the venue, to the concert. They maybe just say it on the radio. So half the time these guys come out running out to the stage to play and find that there's like 10 people and five crickets in the audience waiting for them to play because half the people are in the, in the hallway buying beer and buying t-shirts and stuff and they totally miss it. So, I mean, 
I can understand maybe for financial reasons it might be good because these local bands will probably do it for a case of beer and 50 bucks, yeah. right? But, you know, one thing that I saw on the on the board today, which I know this is not going to happen, but to me this would be much more hell of, a, hell of a more exciting thing is that somebody put on here that in Mexico that Alice Cooper and Kiss were supposed to be co-headlining a festival together. Now, yeah. I mean, that to me makes more sense in terms of bringing a bigger audience to a show then, you know, some, some, you know, guy who's going to be doing some speed art or something like that. I mean, bring some, it doesn't have to be Alice Cooper, but bring somebody at least that people will kind of at least know about. I mean, they don't have to be star power galore. Just bring somebody who's, you know, relevant to the times now that, you know, has a decent record out and let them come and play 10 dates, you know. I mean, they'll, they'll you can probably get them on the cheap to do it as well because lots of people want to open for Kiss. Unless Kiss is doing half a show followed by an intermission followed by the other half in which case which, with which yes guests. does yeah with special guests yeah with speed artist it could be yeah. all a <laughs> it could be all a big secret and maybe we'll be i'm hoping we're going to be pleasantly surprised yeah i i'm totally something. hoping none of this is resolved before <laughs> vancouver i want to go into that yeah. show in vancouver actually not knowing i mean i said i wanted to see a picture of that stage i actually don't if i do see one i'm okay i so i don't i don't care but i would love to go in there and just see the black kiss logo curtain up there and not know what is actually behind it, not know what's coming, whether it's an opening act, whether it's Bob Ross and his paintbrushes, um, a digital hologram of Bob, you know, rest in peace. Um, you know, Ronnie James, Bob Ross hologram. Okay. Um, you know, that rainbow in the dark, that would be the ultimate thing because when I, hold up my phone and press go live on face on I'm not even going live on Facebook. I'm going straight on YouTube. Um, then it'll be a surprise. Then it'll be a shock because I don't want to know what the first song is. I don't want to know if they're opening with deuce, whether it shouted out loud, whatever. I, I really do want to be surprised, which I, I don't think is going to happen. I think we're going to know a little really? bit too much, but, um, you know, going back to David Garibaldi and, you know, he's getting a lot of free press out of this era. Let's put it that way. So he's going to win no matter what, because someone's going to check him out. Someone's going to like what he does. Someone's going to already know about him. I, I have seen the conversations that people do have an awareness of who he is, what he does. Um, more power to them, more power to him. And his his tweet was, you know, big announcement coming about my tour soon. Well, that's soon. yeah, that that's. A bit like a Vinnie Vincent concert. Oh no! Oh no! More information <laughs> coming soon, and I'm, I'm going to do a very—that's a hard left turn, a segue with no, no, uh, no Vaseline whatsoever. <laughs> Cue up the music, no Vaseline. Um, Jim Crean and the continuing Vinnie Vincent saga. Can we even? At, number one, everyone, raise your hand who's heard of. Jim Crean prior to this past week or so. Sorry, Jim. Um, apparently, Vinny's drummer, and that's Vinny apiece, Apice apiece. Carmine. Carmine. Which, Carmine's drumming. Which, okay, thank you. Carmine. So he's in his band. And apparently, the promoter recruited this guy. Mm -hmm publicized him, and then told Vinny. And Vinny <laughs> said no. 
We're going to do a full shred. I want to I want to play the full Speedball Jam CD for 90 minutes. Uh, and uh, let's just make that clear. That is not the case. I'm making a joke. Um, and now ticket sales are offline. And I I, I just wonder is anyone this actually is, is anyone actually still going to Nashville? Or has everyone called their credit card companies? Because I did get my refund. I know people did not get refunds from Memphis still. So mm. at this stage, with what is going on, all I must say is it's highly dubious, highly questionable, and very fucking disappointing. I was looking forward to Memphis. I've said it repeatedly. I wanted to see Vinny up on that stage doing songs and stories. It seems to have just been one leap too far, followed by another, followed by another, followed by another, with a promoter who's always in hospital or has his house burning down or has gas and can't send out any com- any updates worth a damn. <laughs> There's nothing on websites. It's disrespectful. But it's also... You should try taking some Vina, maybe. Oh, well, well, where's the rest of my shit from Atlanta? How about that? You know, <laughs> that I bought as part of the package that I never got. So. <laughs> need to put a quarter in the jar for Julian. No, it, it, it's just so sad. I mean, I, I don't think Vinny can actually play at that level from how he held his guitar in my hand. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sponsored by Bino. <laughs> we are we are not the we are not the lipstick paddle. No drops allowed during the show. <laughs> I couldn't help when I, when I heard that. I, I just couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Steve, Greg, sorry. Please, you've stolen your drops. Um, all right, Mark. Well, since you're so, what do you think about this whole Jim Cream situation? The whole Vinny thing. Well, honestly, when I read further into it, um, I was at first kind of really interested, to be honest with you, because I found out, you know, he was part of this uh, rock and roll, uh, you know, like that kind of Las Vegas kind of covers band where they do all the kind of classic songs and stuff. So I thought, okay, well, this guy obviously has some sort of chops because he can sing a lot of these great songs. So maybe it maybe it might be a good mix, uh, like a match for Vinny. Maybe he might be some, somebody good who can maybe do his songs some justice. So, you know, I, I was kind of going in with kind of a positive attitude with it and saying, okay, well, I'm now kind of looking forward to maybe seeing some video now of how this turns out. Then I read this happening that, you know, all this debacle happening. And the thing that makes me really scratch my head about it is what kind of guy goes ahead hire somebody without telling the artist about it. Now, that's either a complete lie. Vinny knew about it and maybe something happened along the lines down the road when they tried to, you know, talking, maybe he didn't get along with them and then decided not to use them. But the story just sounds highly dubious to me. You know, I mean, nobody that I know would ever go ahead and say, by the way, I hired you a singer. You're going to really love him, you know, just work with him. Like the band usually wants some sort of say in that matter, you know, like who they want to be on stage with them singing. So that to me already was like, wow, like, why would they do that? And to me now with this whole, you know, tickets are offline now and this and that, I feel really bad for Vinny because to me, I just hear the bell tolling now. Like this has got to be one of the final nails in the coffin for this guy because really, now be honest, like Alex, if you heard now, that he was going to go be playing in your neck of the woods now and announce the show there. Would you honestly put money down to go see him? 
I'd go get a ticket at the day of the day of the show, you know. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, would you yeah, would you take wanna, a risk on this after hearing it. all this stuff happening? You know, no, there wouldn't, there wouldn't be a risk taken. It's it's. Uh, I think I learned this word from Julian uh, Charlatan. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just uh, it's just tragedy, you know, because it started out good, you know, when they first announced the the first one show that we're gonna do, and you you know, songs and stories, you go. Okay, cool. And then, you know, when they talked about doing a mix, you know, I thought, okay, that's, that's nifty. You know, yeah, maybe do, you know, end of the show or whatnot, pull out the electric guitar and do a song or two. Cause maybe it sounds better on an electric guitar over acoustic. Um, but it just kept building up and trying to get better and better and better. And as each time that stuff happens, it just kept on getting more and more. Uh, pulled apart to falling. It just kind of looks like it's just all imploded, all within itself. Yeah, it's a, par- it's a pyramid scheme. You know that every time you get close to the date, <laughs> you come back with it's going to be even better with go fast stripes, and then you know that takes you on for a couple more weeks, and then oh, you know the singer quit. You know I will say if if the if this was a response to Robert, you know pulling out of the engagement and Derek. You know, had a conversation with Vinny and saying, well, we really need a, sing- a singer who sings in a similar style to to Robert. And that's where the conversation left. And Derek took him on himself to go out and find a singer in a similar vein to Robert. You know, then kudos to Derek for trying to keep things together. And then if Vinny shit cans it because he wasn't, you know, appraised of the decision, you know, on the one hand, it's piss poor promotion. On the other hand, it sounds like every effort's being made to make a band, you know, for Vinny mm-hmm. to play with. And Vinny, again, is, you know, if you go back and listen to the Miami episode of this podcast, you know, a few episodes back, Andy tells you about what a nightmare it was dealing with Andy. And he was one of the promoters with Joe of the pre-party there. And they did manage to get Vinny, but it was like pulling teeth all of the way. So, I'm certainly not surprised that anything to do with him is a nightmare. I also am not in the slightest surprised that, um, you know, he's apparently going to be at the Days of the Dead in Atlanta this weekend. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So from the 25th mm. uh, through the 27th, you know, so if, if you're in the Atlanta area, area and we're planning on going to Nashville, you might want to ask him while you get your photo. Hey, Vinny, you're going to Nashville. Vinny, what's going on? Vinny. Mm-hmm. WTF? Um, you know, ask him nicely. Mm-hmm. Don't don't be rude or disrespectful to him. We don't know the story. We don't know what's going on. Be polite, or you'll probably get chucked out. But uh, <laughs> that that that's on you. But it, it's such a, you know, one year ago was Atlanta, and that was a real high point in terms of bringing him back into the public limelight. Was it perfect? Hell no. As anyone who knows who didn't get the stuff that they paid for in Atlanta, it certainly was not the case. And it's been a continuous case of challenges. You know, how Vinny lied about Decibel Geek and those guys, you know, for that appearance, lied through his fucking teeth um, since and then mm. everything else. Nightmare. But, you know, Jim seemed very excited by the prospect of singing for Vinny, recorded. You know, um, He'd done a demo or a recording of a Vinny song previous. I think that was on Mitch's A World With Heroes tribute. Mm. Um, mm. And, and they put up a clip on Facebook. And, you know, come on, the guy's got the chops to sing that sort of material in that style. 
I won't say he's the most visually appealing singer to look at. Reminded me of the guy from, uh, God, there's this really bad 80s British band. The guy dressed up like a dog. Um, whatever. Well, <laughs> Lee, Lee, that's probably better left unremembered, but uh, very disappointing. All right, who else has a topic from the uh, from the board or whatnot? Well, I don't, I don't know if it, well, it's pretty not on the board. I'm sure it probably is on there now. But I mean, through all this kind of you know speculation about things and complaining about this and that, I think the one thing that we can kind of applaud Kiss for right now is the whole topic about um, feeding the striking government workers. I think that that was something that I didn't expect to hear happen. Um, not to say that it's, you know, beyond their reasoning to think of something like that, but I, I just didn't expect that to come on my news one day to hear that, you know, these poor people who are, you know, <laughs> without paycheck for who knows how long now, uh, that they're at least going to have some sort of relief, at least from one meal, a, at least a meal a day through the rock and Bruce through kiss. Right. I mean, I think that's really uh, something to applaud those guys for because, you know, there's a lot of workers out there and to allow them to have a, a meal on kiss is, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty big. That can't, that can't be chump change to kiss either. You know, no, and to be cynical, it's a great tax write off. Um, but mm, among, yeah. the, these guys aren't known for talking about a lot of the philanthropy that they do. So we know that they've been very dedicated to wounded warriors and getting, you know, vets who've come back from serving their country into jobs working backline during KISS concerts. They've been very good at presenting Wounded Warriors with, you know, Wounded Warriors, by the way, I think is one of the worst charities whatsoever because of the amount that the charity actually takes rather than giving to the vets. So I prefer to use other charities that uh, get more money too. However, KISS has put their money where their mouth is and done something. So I have a great deal of respect for them on how they did it, how they came across non-political, apolitical, um, and if they get tax write-offs, they get the business benefit of that charity. That's perfectly fine as well. It was also great to see a KISS tour being mentioned on CNN. That That's kind of my take on it. It's a win-win-win. A win for yeah. the people, a win for the band, and hopefully a win for you know concert goers who have a full audience. Alex, tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> You're not. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a good thing. You know, it's... I don't know, we we avoid politics on this thing, but you know, give or take your situation, it's nice to see some people making a difference and and taking some action um in a situation that's not the best situation at this time. Yeah, and, and, and politics doesn't need to come into someone doing a good deed. You know, Kiss or Gene and Paul are doing a good deed. And and that's the only thing that needs to matter. Any of the additional optics about political color are irrelevant because they're doing a good deed. They're helping people who are in need, who really ought not to be in need and leave it at that point. And we don't even need to discuss why they're in need. That's outside the scope of the show. Go listen to your favorite echo chamber if you want to go into that side of thing. Ken, any last thoughts on, uh, you know, the rock yeah. and brews feed the feed the need? Yeah, I think it's a, a, a you know a great thing that they're doing that. Um, I know there's a lot of other outlets doing that same type of thing. Um, you know, it's better doing that than not doing it. Uh, I guess. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that 
you know, people are not getting paid and they're, they're working or they're just not working. It can't work, um, um, because of the shutdown. So, um, I was thinking, geez, I think it's just at airports, the airport, uh, rock and brews only. Cause I was just thinking, oh man, I can head out to that one. I, you know, I don't work for the government, but I, I don't know if check it. I, I don't know if they're checking for, for government IDs. I'm guessing there, you'd have to have a government card. ID because you yeah. do have those when you work for the government. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, like, man, can I get a free meal? I, I'm sorry, <laughs> sir. That Kiss Army membership card is not <laughs> acceptable for a free meal. Uh-uh. I oh. have the one from 78. You know? <laughs> no, that platinum oh. card, those don't even work for concerts now. I'm sorry, oh, sir. Oh, that, you had the platinum card. Security. Oh, well. <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> Oh man. Um, well, there's something else though I kind of saw on here, but I'm just curious about if the, because I don't know too much great detail about this, so I'm wondering if maybe you guys know more about this. But what's the deal here with this Kiss playing that show at the Whiskey A Go Go? Oh yeah. What's the deal? I would love to be there. I would go down to L.A. in a minute, but I refuse to do Sirius XM because I fucking hate them. I entered. You entered. I've entered twice, actually. Um, I got notification. I'm a serious sub- subscriber, so um, crossing my fingers. I think what tomorrow is the the day, the ending day. So they'll either maybe know so, tomorrow or the next. So, so this I is a private invite only. If I got a ticket or two tickets, actually, Julia. Um, I'll be your imagine. Friend. I'll be your friend. That would be awesome. Be I've had a lot of one. You know, once in a lifetime experiences on certain shows and things. I'm hoping this kind of adds on to it. I've never I seen them in a. I've never seen them in a club. You have seen them in a club in '92. Uh, yeah, it's great in a club. Um, so and this I, would be a makeup club. So yeah, that the other one was you know uh, revenge, but still, uh, I'm. You know, I know it won't happen, but man, I'll be. You never I'd know. Be, I'll hit the roof if it happens. You know? Well, well, here's why I got so agitated about Sirius. I bought two new cars, or uh, not new, new to me cars, um, within about three months of each other. Each one came with a Sirius. Uh, trial membership and those right. fuckers would not leave me alone they were calling me emailing me calling me calling me uh, you know serious? before i'd even activated the trial and they just badgered me so much that i basically didn't even bother trying and now you get something like this coming along. i may have actually liked serious because i could have listened to eddie trunk's show well, yeah that's on there uh one other thing is since you're on the serious thing here um there is going to be a a Kiss, a Kiss, Kiss Army, Army Radio channel, temporary channel radio. thirty. It's limited time, but I, from what I hear, they're going to be playing other music too besides just Kiss, like One maybe for ACDC, all. other whatever <laughs> bands. Um, I'd rather them just do all Kiss and program also, um, you know, demo kind of stuff. Well, and, <clears throat> it says here that it. Least, it says here, Channel 30, starting February 4th, run through till February 17th, will include music spanning their entire career, both studio and live, along with stories and anecdotes from their current from the current members. Stories and anecdotes. Hmm. Yeah. Music from bands so, that have opened for KISS will also air. So I wonder if they recorded some special interview segments. Oh, 
and sorry, I'm going to take another left turn, sharp left turn, <laughs> back to that Eric Singer doc, you know, Eric Singer interview where he mm-hmm. talked about uh, uh, a documentary, right? Uh, which sounded, and he wasn't, he didn't seem to care. Yeah, he mentioned uh, it during the Q and A. It slipped, it slipped out. Um, so it sounds like there may be a documentary towards the maybe, and I'm, I heard from a source that it would be in the maybe in the fall, later in the year, that this documentary would happen, whatever it may be. Won't be as good as hmm. Alan's, I'm sure, but there you go. So it, it's interesting. I mean, they're going to do a broadcast, a rebroadcast of that whiskey show the following day, I believe. Um, I, I would, I love to go to that. I mean, having never seen them in a club, it's like I've seen them in a stadium, seen them in an arena, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Outdoors, indoors. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really start neat. praying. Yeah. Well. Maybe some of our East Coast friends as well will have entered, and maybe one will win. I'm always always willing to be someone's bitch to go to a show. <laughs> you can be my bitch. <laughs> All right. So, if anyone got a, any final topics, or should we just wrap this one up here before I get myself into any more trouble this week? Okay, that means call it. Edit me out. Edit me out. All right. So that's a whole bunch of stuff. That's all current affairs today. That's uh, no no structured plan going into this episode. I do want to thank everyone for the positive feedback on the last episode, which we kind of based on a little bit of uh, the lipstick panels methodology of ranking songs um, on the first Kiss album. We will be back with a part two for that episode one of these days, or maybe we'll just go straight into Hotter Than Hell and try and prune things down a little bit uh, so we can fit it all into a single episode and not have too many different things to, t- uh, to talk about. We're going to have to kind of discuss that offline on our side, but we do appreciate the very positive feedback, and I'm glad so many people enjoyed it. And again, don't forget to check out the Lipstick Panel, who do a whole bunch of uh, very cool podcasts about Kiss and a lot of other bands as well, and check out their music. So, uh, for today... <laughs> chime in on any of the aspects of the idiotic things I've said or the intelligent (laughs) comments made by Mark, Ken, and Alex about the numerous things we've discussed. Wherever you watch us, we appreciate you listening to us, and we'll see you next time. So for Mark, for Alex, for Ken, and myself, thanks for listening, and see you next time. Vino. (laughs) Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.